It's a new day and opportunity is in the air. This is Philip with Soul Insights and you are tuned in to Good Morning Market, where everyday businesses are empowered to lead the market with the latest in market news, insights, and strategy. Hello everybody, welcome to Good Morning Market. Once again, or for the first time, hey, thank you for joining us. I'm not sure if you came uh for the first time for a different reason, or if you're joining us because of the great conversation with Theta's Peter Fader last week, the customer base audit last week was a lot of fun. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to the episode in full, highly recommend you do that. Um, what a great conversation and, and one that we will certainly be building upon in the near future. And thank you once again for for joining the program. We talk about marketing strategy. We talk about best practices. We talk about success stories. We talk about the latest in research and insights. Um, and it's all f- more for the angle of the quote-unquote everyday business, right? The, the small and mid-sized businesses, the entrepreneurs, the hustlers, the business development leaders, folks who are out there trying to uh, acquire, retain, and develop high-value customers and, and learning how we can all get better at at that together. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Moreover, um, the main way that this community can continue to build and we can continue to learn from each other is when you connect, you share, you recommend the podcast, you share clips on social, all of that stuff really helps um, us build the the good old-fashioned way, which is organically. So today we're going to be uh, taking a, a significant pivot we talked about you know your basic descriptive analysis um, that is extremely profound. We're we're taking a different direction this week, and we're talking about well what everybody has been talking about, even my wife before I started to uh, really investigate this for myself, and she's not even in the business world, which is Chat GPT, and more specifically, some of the ramifications and, and considerations for small businesses when it comes to chat GPT and other similar generative AI solutions, machine learning, um, a lot to cover. Um, this is a burgeoning new technology. This is very, very new for me. I'm by no means coming to you as the master. I'm coming to you as a as a student and someone at the beginning of his own journey with this type of technology. And why are we talking about this? Once again, it's a global phenomenon. People are mentioning it inside the business world and outside of the business world, small businesses. I'm getting more questions from colleagues and vendors and clients all the time. I'm getting curious myself and have started to experiment with it. I have the paid version of ChatGPT that I've been um, working with a little bit now. So, you know, the question is, is is this the future of work? Is this transformational? Is just this the flavor of the week? Is it just a fad that's going to pass? We're going to get into some of that in today's episode. But but first, we have to get into the economic news from this past week. All right, folks, let's talk about the economy for you, for me, and for everybody, uh, at least here nationally. First, starting off with CNBC, they have a headline for us, August wholesale inflation rises 0.7%, hotter than expected, but core prices are in check. From the article, the producer price index increased a seasonally adjusted 0.7% in August, higher than the 0.4% estimate in the biggest monthly gain since June of 2022. However, excluding food and energy, 
core PPI rose 0.2% in line with the estimate. Elsewhere, retail sales climbed a higher-than-expected 0.6% in August, well above the 0.1% estimate. And finally, initial jobless claims nudged up to 220,000 for the week ending September 9th, below the 225,000 estimate. One more for y'all. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics just put out a new report. It is the hourly Employer costs for legally required benefits in the private industry averaged $3.08 in June of this year. In June of 2023, total employer compensation costs for private industry workers averaged $41.03 per hour worked. Wages and salaries averaged $28.97 per hour worked and accounting for 70.6% of employer costs, while benefit costs averaged $12.06 per hour worked and accounted for the remaining 29.4%. And finally, from that report, employer costs for legally required benefits for private industry workers averaged $3.08 per hour worked in June of this year. Among occupational groups, occupational groups, legally required benefit costs for management, professional, and related occupations were $4.53. Costs for natural resources for construction and maintenance occupation with $3.84, followed by production, transportation, and material moving occupations. Sales and office occupations and service occupations rounding out employer costs. That, ladies and gentlemen, is your market roundup for the week. Well, I told you we were going to be talking about ChatGPT. Uh, I don't want to take anything for granted because, once again, I'm new. Uh, some people may be even newer than me. So we're just going to start off the basics. We're going to cover ChatGPT at a glance. We're going to get into small business implications. We'll even get into some ethical stuff towards the end. And really, this is going to be the beginning of an ongoing series of sorts. It may not all be linearly lined up on this podcast, but this podcast is going to be documenting my journey as I start to interact more with this technology that is very, very, very new. And over time, you know, we'll just continue to develop the conversation together and learn from one another. First off, let's just define ChatGPT properly. It is a, and I, I took this from a reputable source, so this is not my definition. ChatGPT is a natural language processing tool driven by artificial intelligence technology that allows you to have human-like conversations and much more with the chatbot, okay? Uh, it was created by OpenAI. It's a company that launched the service back in November of 2022. So at the time of this recording, this technology, this service is still less than a year old. Um, there are, of course, alternatives. It's like, you know, hey, it's like uh, everybody talks about Zoom, but there's obviously tons and tons of options for video processing software. Um, I've heard different technologies come up and um, different uh, generative uh, AI that is specialized and well-suited for different things. ChatGPT is by no means perfect or the best at everything. Uh, and of course, there are um, upcoming uh, competitors to ChatGPT like Google's Bard service, which I want to explore. Um, I have heard some different personal opinions. I mean, here's the thing. It's ChatGPT is the big gorilla, you know, in in the room right now. Uh, in in, I mean, I want to talk about ChatGPT. Should you use it if you're a small business? Should to ChatGPT or not to ChatGPT? Um, that's what we're going to be getting into. My initial thoughts is, you know, it it never hurts to explore and and at least start with that, right? Because there is a free version of ChatGPT. 
my brother, my brother even who is an engineer just told me he had it, uh, take a look at his resume before he, um, updated his resume. You know, Hey, there's a free version of chat GPT. There's a paid version where you get more processing power. It's a last I checked $20 a month for the, for that kind of service. But you know, there is a free version. So it never hurts to start just, you know, playing around with it and seeing, uh, what you think of it. Obviously it never hurts to, find out from colleagues and, and whatnot and thought leaders on how they're using it. It's good to just keep up to date on that. And, you know, um, I just in general, if you're working with new tech, you know, you should test drive it plenty before it goes into your strategy, before it goes into your budget. You know, I, I work with clients all the time on working an annual strategy and budget, you know, um, you know, that is independent of chat GPT in my opinion. And then over time you figure out if chat GPT or something like it fits into how you execute your marketing plan and your marketing rhythms, blocking and tackling or not. So that's just kind of some, you know, some basic stuff. I think that we can all uh, agree upon from the outset. So now let's get into some specific benefits potentially for small businesses when it comes to chat GPT and what it brings to the table. One thing it could potentially bring to you um, from my understanding is cost effective customer service. So, we all know that there's a lot of, I hate to call it this, but I've heard it called this by by uh, organizations that have a lot of inbound uh, inquiries and calls and requests and emails. Yeah, that's a lot of volume of noise, as some would describe it. It is a cost-effective customer service, um, a massive efficiency gain if you use ChatGPT for some of these uh, customer interactions or just incoming requests, interactions. We don't know if they're necessarily customers, right? A customer is someone who actually pays you money. So uh, just incoming inquiries, you know, service tickets, whatever. You're deploying ChatGPT for the basic stuff, you know, you know, save on that expensive manpower. In any organization, your most expensive asset and your most wasted asset is going to be human capital. If you can take a a hyper-efficient tool like a chat GPT and can help uh, automate some of the noise response. Hey, that's something worth you know looking into. So that's number one for small businesses because we all know that we're tied on manpower. And um, you know the less we have to be reactive and chasing our tail throughout the day, and the more that we can be proactive, the more we can do strategic things that actually generate dollars for ourselves, for the organization, number one. Number two Content creation assistance. I will tell you from my own personal perspective, and maybe it's just the crowd around which I hang, this is where I hear about ChatGPT the most. Writing articles, uh, blog posts, written materials, uh, social media posts. Just I'm not talking about like helping write it. I'm talking about like full-on writing it in full. And that is like the now the direction that some people are going with this stuff. Um, really cool. I mean, so, you know, I think that... We'll get into some of the, the the flip sides of this, but in terms of benefit, you know, um, writing social media posts, writing articles, blogs, reports, like that stuff is taxing and is time consuming. So, I know a lot of marketing creatives who are using ChatGPT, some of them quite heavily, to um, handle a lot of the content creation. Now, you know, I say assistance because once again, I just think if you're full on just having the computer write stuff and that be the end of it, I would say, you know, at the very least, you still need to play the role of editor. But, you know, um, just one one of the the ways in which I've used ChatGPT speaking to that is I um, had a special situation in which I needed to write um, copy for a brand new website for a client. 
I happen to be in, you know, just had the right background to be able to take on that task of professional writing. I wrote it all first, completely wrote the first draft, but then, you know, and I was looking for, okay, let me have some editing done. Let me see how I can make this better. And so I had a human editor take a look at it. And then I also put it in chat GPT said, Hey, chat GPT, here's all of the um, copy for our new website that has this background and needs to be able to do this. I want you to make it more pithy. Okay. I want you to make it more concise. Um, and then give me what you got. And some of the stuff I liked and some of the stuff I didn't. So, you know, basically one of my rounds of editing for my professional writing for a client ChatGPT played the role of editor and some of the edits I really liked and I would have not come up with myself. And so, boom, you know, there I go. So we've talked about for small businesses, some on the paper strengths and also from personal experience, one would be the cost effective customer service. Number two would be assistance with creating content. When it comes to number three, um, it's, it's one that I've not really gotten to get my hands on much, but I'm going to very soon because I happen to have a lot of these kind of projects going on. Um, something that I hear folks um, using ChatGPT for mostly is content creation, but the next one that I would hear a lot of is um, doing analysis and insights. So if you give it um, surveys or data set spreadsheets, it, it it has definitely definitely limitations. I even asked ChatGPT this, like what are what are its capabilities around, like just I just throw a, a spreadsheet at it and it can do calculations. But it it can analyze stuff. It can even analyze charts. It can't make data visualizations, but it can analyze and find. Uh, insights from data visualizations. So um, there is a, a growing number of analysts and uh, and marketers, business leaders who are sending in data and charts and and uh, reports to ChatGPT and have it and, and analyze it for for insights. Uh, you could even do stuff like interpreting uh, interpreting customer feedback. Once again, because of its language abilities, if you were to take you know a bunch of, for example, like Google reviews or survey responses and try to glean um, takeaways from that, that is a way that ChatGPT can help a small business that's going to be resource tight and obviously needs to hear that customer voice, for example, needs to be able to um, do things that might be beyond its natural skill sets. ChatGPT now opens up that box for y'all. So those are three really uh, upfront things without me having had lots of time with the tool that I'm hearing others use and I've had some of that experience myself. Now let's transition to some of the flip side. Let's talk about limitations of ChatGPT and, and, and why it is by definitely by no means a, a perfect tool. you might guess hey, it's all machine learning it's, it doesn't have emotional intelligence all right so that can be really vital in stuff like marketing messages right you need to make, be able to make emotional connection with your audience um i mean think about some of your favorite most powerful commercials 
Um, there's even jokes out there about uh, people trying to make, and I'll make, just make a subtle reference towards politics right now, is there are politicians who I've seen get accused of being chat GPT of politicians because um, this person tries to resonate with someone, but it just sounds like something that a computer would write up and just copy from someone else. It does not have the true human authenticity, emotional intelligence, and abil- ability to connect with people in a profound way that is truly the human touch. Um, before we even get to the human touch, emotional intelligence I don't think even goes all the way to human touch. ChatGPT does not have anything like that within its arsenal presently, probably for the best. But anyways, you know, when it comes to stuff like marketing messages, which is the core part of your matrix, ChatGPT is not going to be much help there, right? So, if for example, one of my concerns with you know going heavy, heavy, heavy in on ChatGPT with content creation is you're losing your EQ, you're losing your human touch. Um, another issue and a concern, a limitation, so to speak, of ChatGPT is knowledge cutoff that is something i've heard brought up from time to time it's not like um anytime you look up something or have chat gpt do something for you um it's not like you're working with up to the last second latest databases and um accurate information available across the entire world it's not that advanced um people have to update the stuff it has to get updated like any other piece of software or tool so you know there are those limitations if you're wanting to know about something that's really emerged within the last month or the last couple of weeks or today chat gpt is going to have limitations because um part of its power is probably it's probably a little bit slower um in 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 the nature in which it pulls together its resources to start doing the the, the mining for its machine learning the you know so it's, it it might be the deepest and most powerful tool, but the the trade off of that is me how quick and up to date it is. I don't know exactly the inner guts working of ChatGPT, but I have heard multiple experts who speak on this talk about the knowledge cutoff factor. And three good, three concerns or three limitations. So we'll make it even. Um, a final one that I wanted to give for y'all is a word of caution. Uh, from what I'm hearing right now is you know it it. This actually is something I, I wanted to add from another marketing uh, resource that I really, really respect is they played around with ChatGPT a lot when it first came out. And one of their main takeaways was, especially when it comes to content marketing and marketing in general, um, ChatGPT has a lack of original thought. It is amazing at being able to pull together all of these different resources from the internet and other sources to pull together all these different libraries of information and to be able to disseminate it and put it together and, and spit it out for you in a, in a very um, uh, synchronized, synthesized way. Beautiful. I mean, just amazing technology. I don't really know what kind of prowess it has in actually being able to bring actual new creation, new innovation, truly original thought. I don't know that that ChatGPT can do this right now. And frankly, once again, I'm I'm glad. I've seen too many sci-fi movies, and I think that uh, too often these days, when it comes to sciences and all kinds of things within technological advancement, we we we. Only ask the question, uh, can we? And uh, we never, <laughs> it seems increasingly we don't ask the question, should we? <laughs> ought we? Or ought we not? So um, when it comes to chat GPT or not to chat GPT, I'm frankly very happy from what I can tell that chat GPT doesn't do much original thinking. Uh, it hasn't become sentient or anything like that. But, you know, in, in a more pragmatic uh 
conversation for small businesses in the here and now is you do need to be aware of that is you know if all of your stuff is just rehashed and you actually don't bring anything original to the table and you're not bringing the human connection that's where chat gpt is going to quickly get very stole uh, sorry stale and uninteresting um, with your audience for example if in the case of something like uh, content creation or if you're trying to use it to come up with strategies if everything's just chat gpt did this for me I think that's what you're going to run up into, and you frankly should, right? You don't want to be lazy here, uh, and I think the chat GPT is, is a sidekick. Um, it's not Batman. It's Robin at best. Um, so let's talk real quick before we uh, take a break. I want to finish up this section um, just talking about the the outcome of what others are saying the impact of chat GPT is going to be for their foreseeable future. So um, wanted to give you all some stats and data. Uh, let's look at a article that I just noticed that came out this month from Forrester, of course, one of the preeminent um, research uh, and, and, and analyst uh, consulting agencies in the world. Uh, their article from this month was titled, Spend on Generative AI Will Grow 36% Annually All the Way to 2030. So let me read you all that article and then we'll get back into it. Um, from Michael O'Grady and, and Mike Guartieri and Michael Kearney, let's see what they have to say about this new report. Generative AI's meteoric rise can be compared to the launch of social media, the smartphone, and the internet. The technology's wide applicability across industries and occupations will drive massive growth. According to Forrester's new forecast, generative AI will have an average annual growth rate of 36% up to 2030, capturing 55% of the AI software market. This unprecedented growth will be driven by specialized adoption. By 2030, 79 billion will be spent annually on specialized applications designed to improve automation and increase productivity, especially in the security, health, and content marketing industries. For example, code assistants such as GitHub Copilot and Replit are making software development more accessible for software professionals and citizen developers alike. Applications can also be used to develop new products. The home healthcare provider, Sarah, is using analytics technology to monitor its users' health in real time and generative AI to create visual content that explains complex medical concepts in simple ways. Generalized adoption. By 2030, $42 billion will be spent annually on generalized use cases, such as research, writing, and summarizing tools. More than 50% of the spend will be on chatbot and communications platforms, which will drive substantial improvements in customer and employee experience. For example, the communications tool company Twilio recently adopted generative AI technology to improve sales and marketing team conversations through a cookie-less personalized service that builds out customer profiles from after-call summaries and sentiment analysis. The language learning platform Duolingo also introduced a new Mac subscription tier that uses ChatGPT4 for two new chatbots, one that explains a user's incorrect answers and the other that acts as a role-play tutor. Business revenue. Proliferation of generative AI will open new revenue opportunities even for businesses that are not using generative AI for automation or product development. For example, the programming Q&A website Stack Overflow intends to begin charging AI developers for access to the questions and answers on its site as they seek to train algorithms and bots. 
Similarly, the share price of the technology company NVIDIA tripled in the first half of 2023 as its GPU chips are used to train models like GPT-4. Yet even as many enterprises begin to invest heavily in generative AI, Forrester expects short-term adoption and productivity gains to be curtailed by the technology's current limitations. These include a lack of regulatory clarity, questions around intellectual property rights, model ethics and bias, and model hallucinations. But eventually, generative AI's usage and effectiveness will slingshot it forward. To learn more about the forecasted 36% annual growth in generative AI, as well as what industries and occupations will be most affected, Forrester clients can go read the new report, which they have a new one called Global AI Software Forecast 2023-2030. to Really um, eye-opening, and I think that's a great uh, summary from Forrester on um, the uses and the value now, as well as how in the short term we'll have, as they say, curtailed growth because there's still you know, things are so new. Like we don't really know all these different factors and all of its effects. But over time, once again, average of 36% growth on generative AI all the way to 2030. So, I mean, whether it comes to software development or marketing content or or, or whatever, um, you know, generative AI, according to the experts, is going to change the game. So now we're going to talk about some final considerations. We're going to talk about um, how it fits within strategy, uh, you know, how it fits in the near future for us as small businesses, uh, how we can use it now, and then maybe some ethical considerations. First, let's hear a message from today's episode sponsor, Soul Insights. This episode is sponsored by Soul Insights. Is your business looking to hit the next level of growth? For many businesses, they know they need to spend more on marketing, but don't want to simply shoot in the dark. They want a smart, data-driven path to solid growth. If this is you, then Soul Insights can help you to identify, attract, and retain ideal customers. Soul Insights is a strategic marketing agency which helps small and mid-sized businesses understand their best customers, who they are, their shopping behavior, and acquire new best customers based on that data. Oh, and it's all measured and tracked to ensure you get more profit bang for your marketing buck. Head to soulinsights.com right now and take the 90-second quiz to find your path to the next level. I wanted to hit a couple more talking points for y'all questions I have uh, on chat GPT for the episode one is uh, how will machine learning fit in marketing specifically I know we touched on content we talked touched a little bit on um, analysis data analysis survey review I want to tie that into our previous guest Peter Fader I, I listened to some other podcast interviews he had done and this was actually brought to Peter's attention didn't ask him um, on my podcast episode because I was really trying to focus on the group on the uh, bu- the book rather which interesting interestingly enough came out I believe the same month that chat GPT released but you know Peter, who would is up to date on, on a lot of the stuff. You know he he was asked, you know how you know how does this Chat GPT stuff factor in? Does it replace um, everything that we're doing? Uh, is it going to replace us? Is it going to make things easier? We're just going to throw everything to Chat GPT. Um, what I recall Peter saying is that um, you know marketing are marketing go, guys are going to figure out how to use Chat GPT to make all of this stuff easier. It's going to add new efficiency capabilities and be able to get deeper, more broad insights on top of the stuff that we already are doing with analytics, with analysis, with statistics. Um, 
ChatGPT is just going to accelerate and, and accentuate um, all of those factors. So it's going to open up new positive things for us. Don't think it's going to replace anything that marketing strategists or growth marketers are doing. And I think that over time, once again, everything's still so new and raw. We're less than a year into this journey uh, as business leaders, marketers, uh, developers. Um, you know, we're, over time, we're going to figure out how this fits in the toolbox. It's going to open up new doors. And once again, there's just a lot of questions out right now. It has some specific limitations, but, um, you know, folks are already finding ways that it can help with analysis, with content development, content editing. Uh, and I think that, you know, that's what the near future looks like. Once again, we're talking about, you know, the, the Forrester article represent, uh, talks about almost, you know, two decades worth of, uh, or actually, sorry, almost a decade of, of progress. And I think that that's where so much remains to be seen. So then I go to the next point that that's curious for me, something that I'm working on is, um, Philip Scroggin. I, I run a company called Soul Insights. A lot of my business, uh, comes from successful growing organizations that want to have a research and insights driven, uh, strategic go-to-market plan. They want to have their marketing plans built out, uh, crossing their T's, dotting their I's. They want to have good budget, good good rollout. They want to have good initiatives. They want to have all this stuff thought out. So when you're developing strategy, how does ChatGPT fit in there for you? How does it fit in for my clients? Uh, and I think that's something that I presently really don't know how to answer. I, mean, I think that most of, once again, we're talking about chat gpt within more of these tactical scenarios um you know you're making a new blog this week you know uh you have a content project like writing copy for a website you are you know looking for something to make your life easier with the the grind that is social media marketing okay i get it and then we also get into the analysis stuff but in terms of strategy implementing it into a strategy or helping you come up with a strategy as of now, I see ChatGPT in the tactical. I don't see it in the strategic. I think it can help with research, but you know that's something that I think remains to be seen. I, for me, at least, I can't speak to that, but I, I will start to use it in experimentation on the tactical and the strategic as an assistant and to see you know how much of a help it actually is in these real-life applications. Then I, I would love to document that experience with you all here on the podcast as I uh, you know get into it roll up my sleeve, so to speak. But, you know, potentially when it comes to strategy, one thing that uh, I think could potentially be very helpful is using ChatGPT as a research tool. <clears throat> and in fact, I think to present that it has been the principal way in which I've used the tool, uh, getting quick insights on the topic or brainstorming content ideas. Um, it's what I've really started out with, uh, with ChatGPT Chat to this point. And I think that if you want to get, you know, you want to get the the juices flowing, so to speak, you want to get the gears turning. I think that um, what I, you know, what a lot of us previously have done, you know, you read a book or you go, you, you get a stroke of, um, you know, genius from a podcast episode or a LinkedIn post or looking up something on Google. Chat GPT is just all of that on steroids, right? So when it comes to brainstorming or strategizing, you're, you start up with research, you know, you, you want to start ga gathering some data to help you think of different things. Chat GPT is great for that kind of stuff. So that's where I have been experimenting with it. I'd like to supersize that, especially as I'm doing strategic planning as we're going into 2024. And I would advise you play around with it. Some of the same, uh, once again, Chat GPT 
is uh, is free. You know, the least a version of it is free. So let's finish off this conversation about ChatGPT as we're opening up Pandora's box. I hope we're not opening up Pandora's box. We might be. I don't know. Um, ethical considerations. <clears throat> There's a discussion around the importance of disclosing the use of AI tools and customer interactions. You know, if if your customers are emailing you or potential customers and they think they're emailing you, but they're actually emailing ChatGPT and ChatGPT is responding as the company, um, you know, that's a consideration. And then if the if the computer does the wrong thing, you know, I I don't think you can just blame it on the computer. And you know, um, I'm all for that in certain instances, but certain customers won't appreciate that. They just want to talk to a human, regardless. <clears throat> a lot of customers have complained about where uh, companies put their customer service uh, on different parts of the world with language barriers and whatnot. Well, now you're talking about um, you know talking to a computer, not even talking to a human being. Some people are going to take that the wrong way. Some people won't care. Some people will get upset. Do you have an obligation to disclose that? Same thing with stuff like um, telephone automation systems. Same thing with live chats and chat box where it gives the impression of uh, speaking to a human. Do you disclose that? Do you not? Dis- do you not? These are things you really need to wrestle with before you start turning on all the computers. And a lot of the stuff has been around for years. Um, <clears throat> we've seen this, but... You know, that's uh, that's something that I, I'm concerned about. So, you know, there's ethical cons- considerations around using AI-generated content in marketing. I mean, it m- makes it your life easier, but is it actually going to make your marketing better? Marketing in the end is, is a core, if not the core function of your business is to create and communicate value as you build relationships with other human beings. And, and a company is a group of human beings. It could just be one human being in a commercial setting. You're building relationships and you're you're driving value, you're creating value, you're you're building rapport and affinity and trust. This is the core function of a company. The more and more you bring in AI generated content, AI generated communications, AI driven relationships, um, there's obviously ethical considerations in that. But my main concern is just you know deeper than you know is this wrong it's just like you know is this is this right is this best that loss of human touch is going to be dangerous to a brand if you go too far with this it's going to be dangerous to customer loyalty it's going to be dangerous to customer value machines don't drive loyalty machines don't drive affinity don't machines don't drive trust and in fact it's going to you know if people were to go too far with this too quickly when it comes to letting the ai machine do the communications and the emails and the content generation and <clears throat> all of the interactions with you as a customer with the companies that you spend your hard-earned money with if that's all handled by computers well then it really commoditizes everything companies lose their human touch and they truly are you know, uh, vestigial, uh, interchangeable, um, you know, completely disconnected, um, vehicles for our stuff. And, you know, that's where I think you lose a lot of the power that comes with 
core branding. It, it is that human element. So um, once again, I don't say all that to say, well, chat GPT sucks. It's, you know, it's horrible and you shouldn't use it. And it's, it's going to crush, you know, the human touch of a company and it's going to, you know, uh, devalue your brand or whatnot. I, I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying that there's a time and a place for all these things. I think it's too early to really draw sweeping conclusions in any direction, but that is kind of the, the, spotty sense tingling for me, so to speak, as I'm looking at my own business and or how I would advise clients if they're saying, hey, Philip, should we start turning on ChatGPT and having it do all the stuff for us? That's some of my reservation at present with this really emerging uh, technology. And I definitely see some use for ChatGPT. Once again, I've already started to use it in limited uh, situations and I want to use it more. But there are these other countervailing factors, uh, limited tool, and I think that we need to uh, be very wary and, and aware of that as we continue to explore this new type of technology, which is going to transform uh, from from all indications uh, the way we develop and, and work. as I'm kind of documenting and speaking extempor- uh, extemporaneously uh, on this new tool that I'm getting accustomed to. I mean, I don't know if there are any true chat GPT experts out there right now because all of this stuff is changing all the time. Let, let's just take some bottom line notes for now. Um, and I'd love to hear from you. But, you know, for me, um, I see chat GPT as being great for editing. It's great to help out with research and it, and it has a lot of power in, around data analysis. That's really the the part that I'm looking to explore a lot more with and see what it can really do for me. Um, it's, it's great for helping out with the brainstorming process. But once again, from what I can hear, what I can tell, what others are saying, it's not an original thinker. So it's not going to come up with your bold, new, brave, your bold, new amazing Steve Jobs ideas. Um, it's not capable of that from what I can tell. And probably a good thing, once again. Uh, 10 years from now, once again, we get to 2030, we'll probably be looking at a whole different ball game, just like the same thing when, when people started coming up with Facebook uh, pages for their business. Think about 10 years ago, 2013, that was a brand new thing that's nothing like it is now. Ditto with different kind of devices and the way we use them for business like iPads and tablets and and whatnot. Same thing with cloud computing and cloud services. All of these things, it 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 seems to take like a decade before we really get into a a comfortable um, norm where it's really permeated enough of the business world and we've worked out the kinks and and have gotten our customers adapted to it. So, Chat GPT in twenty twenty three is I think going to be significantly different than it is going to be in twenty thirty in the twenty thirties. I'd love, bottom line, just to hear from y'all on ChatGPT. Uh, some of y'all out there listening are, are well 
way more tactically savvy with this tool than am I. And I can't steal your great ideas if you don't interact with me and you can't teach me and we all teach each other. So this is a community here at Good Morning Market. So um, whether it be connecting with me on LinkedIn or shooting me an email, uh, commenting on one of our social posts from the episode, um, getting on YouTube, I mean, that's the kind of stuff where I would love, I just, it's so cool to learn about how different folks are playing around with ChatGPT and you know, uh, figuring stuff out. Um, I, I would encourage once again, y'all to, uh, approach chat GPT with a balanced perspective, you know, see the potential, the limitations, the dangers, the risks, but as y'all are finding those, uh, parts of the sandbox, please share with me. Um, you know, one interesting thing just to bring up to y'all and would love your feedback on this. Um, I figured it would be on brand uh, to have ChatGPT contribute to this episode. So actually, ChatGPT did the outline for this episode. I straight up told ChatGPT, he's like, hey, this is what I'm going to talk about. I want you to come up with the structure and the outline for the episode. I don't know if y'all noticed, this is the first time I've ever used ChatGPT in any form for any of my podcast content. I don't know if you noticed anything better or worse um, for those of y'all who have been here for a while. So... Any of that stuff would be, I would be very uh, interested to hear what your uh, experiences were around ChatGPT coming in as an assistant to the podcast production team. So love to connect with you on LinkedIn and hear all of your answers about ChatGPT in the podcast episode. Philip Scroggin on LinkedIn, love to connect. Just drop me a line about Good Morning Market and I'll add you to my network and we can follow each other. Y'all have a great week this week. I wish you all the best. And remember, in order to lead your market, you must first hear and know your market.